Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're going on the star line by one of the world's most foremost writers and thinkers on the Beatles, professor of English and popular music at Monmouth University. We'll overlook his BA at Texas A&M because of his latest project, Living the Beatles Legend, which covers Beatles' longtime roadie, Malcolm Evans. We welcome Kenneth Womack. Oh, thank you so much for having me on today and the uh, one of the most important rock and roll towns on earth. Thank you very much. Kenneth, let's go beyond the mic. You were blessed to be given access to Malcolm's diaries after a legal fight that nearly kept those diaries, manuscripts, and memorabilia lost for decades. To some Beatles fans, Yoko Ono is the devil. But Yoko was actually the hero in returning those lost items to Mal Evans' family and eventually to you. That's right, and and I was so proud to be able to share the fact that that, that Yoko's the hero here, right? Uh, when a when a temporary worker found all of Mal's materials in a basement in New York City, which is I guess where everything is ultimately, <laughs> um, a dozen years after he was killed in a fracas with the L.A. police, um, it was Yoko who stepped up, made sure they got back to the family, uh, who had none of his effects really after that that untimely death. Yoko deserves a lot of credit. She and her team, Apple's attorneys, you name it, they just got it done. As you looked over those diary pages, what struck you first? Um, that just the density of the story. Um, I always knew that they were extraordinarily busy. And um, from Mao's perspective, you could really feel all of that activity taking place. And uh, it, we knew it had to be busy, right? Because you don't record nearly 200 songs in seven years, travel the world multiple times, et cetera, without getting some road miles. But uh, that's really what hit me is just, uh, it was just another version of how busy they were. And it also gave you, I think, the first insider's look at what it felt like to be there and to be part of that inside that whirlwind. Now, one of the studio musicians wasn't happy to sing backup for the Beatles and left saying, quote, I'm not going to clap my hands and sing Paul McCartney's bloody song, unquote. One of the most amazing colorful stories that could have been lost to time what's your favorite one from mal's diaries oh my gosh it was uh the the, the day that uh, paul and the other beatles clashed over alan klein in may 1969 and i the first thing i did was look to see how mal dealt with it and he just drew a picture of a stand-in picture of somebody screaming which was paul um you know which must have been hell for him because this was his family this was his his life was that band and to see them break up before his eyes must have been just something else. You know, so things like that, just to be able to see how he would respond in the moment to uh, issues and incidents as they took place. The book is living the Beatles legend and author Kenneth Womack joins us beyond the mic for the rocking eight. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Kenneth, there is no pressure. Okay. I, and it's pass fail. It's pass fail. <laughs> What's your favorite exhibit from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum that wasn't Beatles related? Uh, wow, I I love the Depeche Mode exhibit they have right now. Those guys don't get enough credit. Do you have second thoughts from your piece, post-war academic fiction, satire ethics community? No, I don't, because it was my dissertation and it got the job done. Sometimes <laughs> it gets the job done. <laughs> Last time you went to Asbury Park, you did what? Wow, I had uh, sushi. <laughs> I think it was last week. <laughs> Favorite episode of your Everything Fab Four podcast? Oh, wow. It was John Anderson of Yes. Uh, we went through some of the songs while I played them, and he, he shared his memories. Which item from your Everything Fab Four store is the number one bestseller? Oh, right now it is the uh, the picture of, of Mal's face on the T-shirt, and uh, all the proceeds go to Mal's kids. 
What's your favorite session of your Tuesday night record in book club? Well, it's usually the one we're doing right now. Um, but it, gosh, I think Dark Side of the Moon really was a trip to be able to share that album with a few hundred people listening together in a in, a, in an auditorium. You're Mr. Beatles, so I'm going to have to ask you, what is the most misunderstood Beatles album? Rubber Soul. Wow. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it. Its role, along with help in catapulting them into Revolver, Sgt. Pepper, the White Album, just essential. How about your favorite bar in College Station? <laughs> wow, I don't know if anything I went to back then still exists, but probably the Dixie Chicken. That thing got to be there. I don't think that. I think it's still there. <laughs> it's time for the back half with author of Living the Beatles legend, Kenneth Womack, be on the mic. Kenneth, when you sent the final script to Malcolm's son, Gary, what emotions did you feel? Uh, I, I, I really felt like, you know, no matter what anybody writes and people will write anything these days on the internet. Um, the fact that we were able to tell a warts and all story, Gary never put restrictions on me and capture his father in all of his glory and sometimes non glory to get Gary's approval really meant a lot. Why was this story the one you wanted to tell? Well, you know, it's because it was important to Gary and five minutes after meeting him on zoom during the, at the beginning of COVID, I knew I was going to do it because you just Gary, like his dad is lovable. Um, but I, I love the mystery of it. You know, tracking that material down to me is the most important part and, and most essential part. And I, I got to admit, I got into the mystery big time. Kenneth, who was the biggest help in putting the pieces together for you? Well, uh, fortunately, at, at Monmouth University, I have a team of grad students. Uh, I had five grad students working with me. I have one undergrad who handled all the photography issues, and there were thousands and thousands of photos that had to be um, you know, authenticated, et cetera. So very lucky, uh, but my, my partner at Wonderwall, Nicole Michael, she was always out in front plowing things out of the way. My agent, Matthew L. Blanc, he's the man. It's time for one big question with Kenneth Womack, author of Living the Beatles Legend Beyond the Mic. What's the one thing you wish you could have asked John Lennon before his death? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I, you know, I, I, this is going to sound sentimentalized, but I guess everything does. I, I would love to know if he ever got to enjoy the fact that he, you know, while it was difficult at times, painful, tragic, uh, exacerbating, irritating, did he ever get to realize just how much joy he and Paul loosed upon the world with the Beatles? You know, you hope that they, they get to that point where they realize, wow, we did this big thing damn well, right? You hope they got to enjoy that. Who would you have liked to have talked to flush out and finish this book? I would love to have talked to Yoko. You know, she hasn't been well the last several years. I, I gently asked a few times if we could have a conversation and it just wasn't possible. And I totally get why, you know, she's about to be 91. Um, but Mal loved her and she loved Mal. And I just would love to have been able to make sure I shared it with her, but I know that her team, uh, I made sure I wrote a story that got some headlines for her. He last had sushi in Asbury Park wants you to buy gear from his Everything Fab Four to help the family of Malcolm Evans. Author of Living the Beatles Legend, Kenneth Womack. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Oh, thank you. And that, my friends, is a Beyond Mike Shortcut.